Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Hi, this is Kelly Carter with The Missing Pieces, Episode 24, The Warrior Project, Women's Journey to Awareness and Personal Expansion, with a guest interview from Chantel Saxton Barrett. She's the founder of Pursuing Perspective. I'm your host, Kelly Carter. I'm a registered nurse, mom, entrepreneur, and I aim to share my path of growing my business around my life and not the other way around, hoping to light the way for you. Can balance be achieved? Is there such a thing? And can a mom run a successful business on a few hours a week while still taking care of herself and her family? This is the tools that we are bringing to you today. This is one tool we're going to be focusing on. Our three topics, our three main topics are health, wealth, and fulfillment. Today's show is going to be focused on some fulfillment. So help, help me welcome Chantel to the show. I am so excited. Today we're going to talk about three things, journey to awareness, personal expansion, and what your warrior project is. Can you go ahead and just get started by just tell me a little more about you? Sure. Well, first, thanks for having me today. Um, I love your mission and your approach um, to fitting all these pieces in for women. I think we are very quick to um, go into guilt very easily about not being able to balance things perfectly and balance is on a continuum of changing and reacting and and really giving ourselves a lot of grace in that um, I, I deal with a lot of that as far as a professional end. Um, I actually was a high school English teacher, discovered one of my children, I have three, um, struggled with reading at a very young age, um, took a journey to figure out that he has dyslexia and dysgraphia. So I started to research what would be most helpful to him. That led into my current career of working for a reading company um, and to my graduate work to help students that are struggling readers and those specifically with issues like dyslexia. And so I travel a lot, um, and that, so I get that balance, and, and that's a difficult piece. But that's kind of just from a professional standpoint. But uh, personally, through a lot of difficult, um, a divorce, um, you know, some difficulties within that marriage that really kind of caused me to seek healing in a different way than I that ever approached before, um, took me on a lot of the personal direction that has led me to where I am with the Warrior Project that we'll talk about later and, and those other pieces as well. Yeah, and what you sent me is that through your effort, you've helped to share what has turned your journey to awareness and personal expansion. You founded this business called Pursuing Perspective, an organization that helps support others in their personal journeys in stepping into their power and moving from struggle to strength. The Warrior Project emerged from this vision with a desire to help women step into their strength and access in their power thing that is meshing into a full-time job or, or this is something you do on the side what your pursuing perspective business 
Can you tell me a little bit more about that? Yeah, so it, initially it's just been, it started kind of as a side piece. It's just a desire to help exactly what you stated. So it, it started as, I am, I'm also a writer, and so that's a lot of the way that I can process and then share some of those insights that come on, on this path that I've been on. And so that's what it originally started out as just a resource to help um, maybe share some insights and accessing different avenues to healing and overall growth and expansion. And then I decided, then I had enough feedback from people um, and those close to me that I'd helped share the things that I was learning. Um, and so I st started holding a few classes um, and then built from there. So right now it's, it's not moving into a full-time business or anything. It's something that's still on the side. I don't know totally what that holds, um, but it's kind of in that, transition phase right now I think so oh I completely understand that's how a lot of us start when we're moms and wanting to make a difference and entrepreneurial in spirit we start with something small and then you know it just kind of takes on its own journey let's talk about this journey to awareness can you maybe explain what you mean by that yeah to someone that might not be aware yeah um you know, I think it comes. It came to a point when you start to, well, interestingly enough, um, you know, pain is one of the ways that we tend to start to wake up or pay attention. Um, it's the, the point that allows us to see that there's something that needs healing. Um, my mother experienced a lot of physical pain with a chronic illness that she dealt with for her whole life, and she was the first one that taught me the importance of pursuing healing. Um, becoming aware of different paths in that direction, um, that level of awareness that came in of, of kind of how things work. Um, for me, it was initially understanding um, that everything is energy, thoughts, emotions. Um, you know, so often we can have difficult emotions. So my mother had, you know, physical pain. I dealt with a lot of emotional pain, um, had a really... Um, difficult marriage on lots of levels. Um, there was emotional abuse, um, other other forms in that as well, uh, and and then others. There was a lot of result of that because of my own unawareness and the way that I functioned and um, was kind of moving into victim energy, which everything became about life happening to me instead of life happening for me. Awareness is this a balance of kind of shifting a perspective to understanding that, you know, that life is designed for our expansion, not our destruction, but that there's way things work um, and, and to become empowered with that is what shifts the dial for me. Becoming aware that, um, you know, our, our thoughts are energy and our emotions are energy and they don't just go away. We can pretend, ignore them, numb them, but they just um, compact and compile until we deal with things like depression or they can manifest physically with physical illnesses. And so I started seeking, um, you know, ways to, to understand how that works and, and be able to process emotions and change thought patterns. And those things absolutely changed my ability to function day to day, but overall in an understanding and getting me to a point of healing and claiming um, you know the the true capability of our and, and our potential, 
And a lot of that was becoming aware that life really is happening for me, not to me. Yeah, I think too many times in this world we're, and I was one of these, until we have a major illness or major pain or a major accident, we're kind of walking through like zombies, and it takes something major to wake us up. Now, there are some people that don't have to go through that major, but apparently I didn't learn the lesson. Probably you didn't learn the lesson, so life has this way of just knocking us over the head, right? And I, that's yeah. exactly aligned with my mission because uh, people aren't aware how much control they have over their health, over their happiness, and their awareness. And being aware is really the first step into the journey. Wouldn't you agree? Absolutely. Yes. And, yeah, absolutely. And can go ahead. No, no, that was it. Good. (laughs) How how about, so awareness is first, and then once you're aware and you take control and you're able to, really you're controlling your reaction. We can't control everything else, but from there, once you've done that, then it goes into expansion. So can you maybe elaborate on that and what you mean by that? Yeah, I think, um, you know, we, we sometimes don't even really like have a of an awareness you're right this is the precursor to of really all that we're capable of um i think so often it becomes something that we think will either happen later or not even in this life and really our full potential is is you know we're able to access that and move to a place of wholeness and healing um and so that expansion becomes us growing into that in a lot of ways, stepping into our strength um, and remembering that. Um, and that, that kind of is what led into, um, you know, the Warrior Project and things that have, that have come since, um, that, that just the truth of our potential um, and what we're capable of. I think one of the most interesting things about this journey is the recognition that we tend to start in our world looking for everything outside of us, you know, because as babies, our, our, our care and everything is given to us from other people and outside of us. And so we start to think that's where things come from, and that kind of conditions us early on. And then as we move into adulthood, we start to recognize um, that that's actually, you know, the key piece is that everything that we need is within um, including truth and the truth about our potential. That truth is not something outside of us. Um, it's not something that gets told to us. It's more of a recognition and a remembrance of of what we know, um, what the highest parts of us know, um, that are what we're worth, what we're capable of, what we have the power to access. And And moving into that is what really... I think embodies expansion and stepping into what that truth is and claiming it. And that's, that was the catalyst for the warrior project. I don't know if you've ever heard of, but one of my favorite books is called the choice. I think it's called the choice to love by Barbara day Angelis. And what she talks about is we're born whole. I mean, when, and this is also from Louise Hay. She says a baby loves themselves. They don't, talk about how they right. hate their thighs or and when they're not happy everyone <laughs> yeah. knows it when they're happy everyone knows it right and we have mm-hmm. everything within us and so this book the choice for love talks about when we're looking for love or we're looking for things outside of us we'll never find them they're already in us now someone else may be able to stir that like but they're not able to fill us with love and so 
I think a lot of our society is constantly chasing after, like you said, what's outside of us instead of recognizing we are already whole and complete inside. It's just finding people to stir those emotions. I just like that about that book. No, it's so true. Um, Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead, because I can kind of transition into the other piece. I I guess what I was going to say is the other piece of that, that um, talking about that, you know, you said you would come into this world whole um, and that that going back in, the danger of that is when we start looking outside of ourselves, if we start to, we can buy into certain things and take them as truths, things about ourselves, um, and that's going to shift our reality. Um, you know, I, I remember um, hearing a story of, of a little girl who sang beautifully and just had this amazing voice, and she would sing all the time. And her mother came home one day from work, and she just had a horrible day, and the mother was really, really stressed out and, um, you know, just kind of finally yelled at her. And she's like, stop singing. You are so annoying. Um, your voice is so annoying. And so the little girl just kind of took that in and stopped singing and didn't sing again and kind of took that on. She allowed that in and said, you know, took that in as a core belief. And and so then that's how she worked through life is that as a core truth until she was older and then ended up having to sing somewhere with a group and she was kind of hesitant. But then as she started seeing people were like, oh, my goodness, your voice is amazing. It's so beautiful. And she was like, it is, you know, just totally had lost that. And I think – there's so much of that that is an unwiring that we have to do. It's a recognition of untruths that we've bought that have affected our reality, how we think, how we feel, how we act, how we respond. And a lot of this journey is about going back and finding those untruths, how we bought into them, and, and replacing it with what is actually true. And that, that is part of becoming aware and expanding into being able to connect to what, what is actually truth as opposed to what we've bought into and accepted. I like I like that. Uh, I like to refer to it as the unraveling. <laughs> yeah. So when yeah. we go through major, we have an unraveling, and then you have the time to pull it back together. But we have to go through the unraveling of those beliefs and unraveling of what is not true in order to pull back together what is true. Yeah. Absolutely. So yeah. So I just want to. Do you have or? any recommendation or what, what are some tips maybe if someone's out there and they're in the middle of this unraveling, do you have any tips Mm -hmm. for people that might be in that right now and and what they can do about it? Absolutely. I think first of all, one of the things is is to know that every journey is going to be unique. And, you know, for a long time I was so excited by certain things that worked for me and I still love sharing that because it will resonate with people at different times. Um, but I also have to learn to honor an individual's journey that what may work for me might not work for someone else. So I think, you know, first getting reconnected to and honoring your own knowing, like you'll know what works. You don't have to do if it doesn't feel like it sits right an approach or or a direction. Um, We get used to waiting for someone else to tell us outside of us, no, this is good, this is okay, and we disconnect from our knowing. And so to come back in and say, okay, does this work for me? Does it not? How is this sitting? So I think that's the first thing is allowing yourself permission to um, find what works for you and honoring that, even if it looks different from what everybody else around you is doing. Um, But some resources that I think generally are helpful. Um, So one of the first places that I started, um, because thoughts are 
such the, the pre-catalyst to taking on beliefs. You know, when we have thoughts that are repeated and those are attached to emotion, then they can end up being those beliefs that we have to unravel. So one of the first places to start is looking at our thought patterns. What, what are they? Um, and we tend to have more distorted thought patterns than we even realize. The best approach to that um, is cognitive behavior therapy. Um, I've found um, just th- there's really great um, resources out there on that. There's a there's a book that's not coming to mind. Maybe we could leave that later. Uh, maybe I can go see if I can find it. But it's, it's um, written by one of the pioneers in that approach, and it's really, really powerful. Um, and, and then, you know, it, um, emotions, the same thing is, is stepping back from emotions and not identifying from those. If you're looking from more of a traditional approach, uh, dialectical behavior therapy is really powerful for, that, powerful for that. They use that a lot with abuse victims, trauma victims, um, PTSD, um, being able to separate from the emotions. You know, so often we say, you know, I feel bad or I feel like a failure. And so instead of just realizing that's a feeling, giving us feedback to look at and also, first of all, identify even if there's truth grounded in that, we just identify with it and say, well, I feel like a failure, so therefore I am a failure. Um, And so that was the next key piece was identifying the emotions and seeing. And so dialectical behavior therapy is a good place to start with that. Um, Other pieces that I've learned I share on um, the website, the pursuingperspective.org, and um, resources, um, additional resources are there as well. Um, Because, again, I think it's very personal. I mean, I've learned some other ways to process emotion. It took me a long time to honestly be ready for those. Um, so I think, you know, um, I've done other approaches, uh, uh, emotion code I've done. I've tried, I've really researched this intently on the side. It should have been a full-time job at times, but because but, um, I, I, I pursued it as such. There was um, things that, um, other things that happened even after my divorce that really put me in a place of such deep depression that... Um, I knew it was a matter of life or death if I didn't pursue healing with every part of me. Um, And so that's when I really dived into all of this and found those pieces. And that's why I try to share it because they were the things that, that saved me essentially and got me to, to this place. So, so what you said is uh, cognitive behavioral therapy, dialectical therapy, and emotion code. Do you mind explaining just a little bit on each of those? Because someone out there might not know what that means. Yeah, sure. So cognitive behavior therapy is about, and it's interesting because both of these um, approaches are based on awareness. So um, the cognitive behavior therapy essentially is becoming aware of our thought patterns. Because so often, I mean, that awareness is so key and such a great focus that you have because so much of our life is lived unconsciously and that's when there's patterns and things that happen that can be so destructive and we, we, we aren't even aware of them. So um, the book that I, I just found it that was a catalyst for me is called Feeling Good, The New Mood Therapy by David Burns. It is old. It is like from 1970-something. <laughs> but he, that's when he's been pioneering and starting um, this approach, and it's one of the best books I think I've ever read. Um, but if you just look up cognitive behavior therapy, it'll, and I shared some of this on the website. There's one. I, I break down these areas. I start with thoughts and then emotions um, and then beliefs. And so the thoughts, it's just about identifying your distorted thought patterns and then challenging those. 
uh, replacing those because a lot of times we'll do things like all or nothing thinking. You know, um, everything's either mm-hmm. black or white, and 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 so recognizing what those are coming from, um, and and starting to change those very consciously. Dialectical behavior therapy is the exact same idea, but with emotions. So becoming aware of those, stepping back from those in a way that we're kind of analyzing them rather than identifying with them, with them and becoming them, and then learning how to uh, kind of process those emotions so that they're not overwhelming. Um, and that, that, again, just comes from largely from being aware of it and what's happening. Um, emotion mm-hmm. code. So the first one. Uh, oh, sorry, go ahead. So cognitive behavior is awareness of thoughts. Dialectical therapy uh-huh. is awareness of emotions. Okay, got you. And then emotion, yeah. emotion code? Well, so I've done different ones. The healing code, the emotion code. I've just I researched a ton. The transcovery process is um, by Dale Holloway is probably my favorite approach for processing emotions. Um, but it's it's just about understanding that because emotions are energy, um, a lot of times we don't know how to to move them. We think we've just taken care of them, but they're just buried. And so it's about just kind of sitting with them. It's it's very similar to dialectical behavior therapy, giving them a voice, uh, seeing what truth is there, and just kind of allowing them to move. Because feelings are feedback. They're telling us something. But so often, instead of listening, we ignore it. We numb it. We shove it. We distract ourselves from it. Um, And so that's an important piece is, is stepping into it and allowing yourself to look at it and just see what it's telling you, and then you can actually be empowered to do something with that information. Yeah, my belief is nearly every physical pain or illness is a result or a feedback of some kind of emotional blocking. Yeah. I think it has to get loud sometimes that way for us to pay attention to it, and it gives us something concrete to work with. It's what we understand being in, you know, a physical body, but... um, yeah, definitely. If we don't understand it on, you know, from a thought or emotion level, you're absolutely right. It manifests physically. So, so my most exciting thing that I want to talk to you about today is the Warrior Project. First, though, I want to make sure everybody knows how to reach you. Is the If you could let us know the best way people could reach you and find more information about you. So the first place would be the website, pursuingperspective.org. And then the email is pursuingperspective at gmail. And then that's direct contact with me. Um, then I can, I'd, I'd love to answer questions or connect or anything that would be helpful. Um, and then on Facebook, we have a page, I Am Pursuing. Um, if you're on Facebook, that's an easy way to see that. And it has the link to the website as well. All right. And I'll repeat those again at the end and make sure that they're listed uh, in the explanation of the show. I'm going to take a moment to do a commercial and then we'll come back for some quick uh, for some information on the Warrior Project and some quick fire questions. Uh, So just a moment. I am holding an event called Soul Saturday, Refuel, Reconnect and Renew. It's here in Gilbert, Arizona. If you're someone that never has enough hours in the day, feels alone, depressed or unfulfilled, is overwhelmed with family responsibilities, never feels like you are enough or worthy. If you find you're getting in your own way of living a more peaceful and joyful life, then I want you to grab a friend, sister, daughter, coworker, and enjoy a few hours just to pause. You're going to experience where you come and feel or come and have time to escape the business of life, feel nurtured, 
inspired, and empowered in a safe environment with like-minded women. You'll unwind, we'll unwind on a journey of learning stillness, how to set and keep healthy boundaries, as well as how to implement self-care in your daily life. You will leave reconnected with your body, mind, and soul so that you can feel refreshed and with a renewed passion and purpose for life. Today, I actually have special pricing, $47 for your seat, and you can hold your seat for just $1 by going to bit.ly forward slash Soul Saturday Tickets. For $1, you can hold your seat. If you have any questions, feel free to email me at everydaywithkelly at gmail.com. That's K-E-L-L-I. So everydaywithkelly at gmail.com or find me on Facebook or message me here on the podcast. All right, back to you. And let's chat about this warrior project. I am so excited to learn about this. Good. Well, this is this is definitely something I'm incredibly passionate about now, and it actually started really small. It started um, so about a year ago. Um, I have some close friends that um, have experienced or were experiencing very similar things that I'd done and um, had I'd experienced. And um, it's really interesting when you're in situations that continually beat you down um, and you kind of move into victim energy. When we're in that for an extended period of time, it is so contradictory to what we were designed to be and are capable of that it almost starts to change us at our core. Like the light almost goes out and we forget. We forget our strength. We forget our worth. We forget all of that. Um, and we become almost a shell of, of everything we could be. And I started to see that happening and some really difficult things that some of my dear friends that I um, love so much were facing. And um, I wanted them to remember. I wanted them to remember who they really are, what they're deserving of, and what they're capable of. So I, I just got this idea. I just, I'd been to a um, kind of a, a women's event that was... Um, held um, here in Utah, and um, they were talking about, like, the stages of a goddess. They talked, um, the stages were first um, sleeping goddess, then awakened goddess, then wandering goddess, then warrior goddess. Um, You know, like, it's going through those stages that we're actually talking about, you know, coming into awakening and awareness, and then kind of wandering and going through and finding those pieces to start to heal, and then stepping into our warrior self and not warrior in an attacking, but warrior as in strength, courageous, standing in your truth and a not on my watch kind of a feel. Um, and, and so I thought about that and that really resonated with me. And so I got the idea that I thought, because well, I being a, I grew up also as a dancer and I know what something happens very differently when you put on a costume and you step into um kind of embodying an idea or a a role, right, Um, than just talking about it. So I called a dear friend of mine that's a brilliantly talented um, photographer, Jane Merritt, and I asked her if she would, um, I shared the idea with her and I said, I want to get my friends together and I want us to dress up in full warrior gear and I want to take pictures. I want them to have it to remember um, their strength. And and I want to do that for myself too. And, um, she loved the idea and was completely on board. And so we, we did that about a year ago. And then I wrote pieces to share on the on my website. And then we shared those photos. Um, 
And I know it was a little unnerving for everybody at first. It's always like, we're going to, as I shared it with them, they were first, my friends were supposed to be like, yeah, yeah, okay. You know, but like, you want me to do what? (laughs) Because unless we've been like in front of a camera or something. (laughs) Um, No, I get it. You did it. No, I get it. You did. I get it. Oh, you get it. I get what you're saying. I think it's 100%. I could see how that would be very powerful. It was it was amazing. I will say that you know I went I rented a lot of I rented all of my costume pieces from um, a costume place here um, that is a theater company and I they they I was kind of telling them what it was about and they were so excited and and so they were like trying different pieces on and I had finally the full gear on and I had the sword in my hand and they said you know go go look in the mirror and um, uh, there was a moment there um, of a recognition. Of, oh my gosh, there you are. That's me. Yeah. Um, that is difficult to describe. And um, that was probably one of the most powerful moments of my life. And and so it was so fun to share that with people that I love so much and, and to see them step into that, to see them remember and to step into their strengths. And we all wrote um, a mantra that we claimed after and um, – we and I and I got them that picture with their mantra next to it to have, um, and we we got a lot of positive feedback on that, and it was such a powerful piece that we wanted to continue um, sharing the things that help help us heal and move through that and claim that again to go through those stages of awakened and wandering and healing and stepping into that warrior that strength. Um, and so that's what we're continuing to do. Uh, it, it actually transmuted into um, the, the photographer's senior project. Um, we ended up doing a show called Victim to Victor, where we actually had um, women who had been through um, abusive situations, and we embodied a particular aspect, whether that was gaslighting or um, silencing or holding um, and the each one embodied one and we did these huge long sessions of them moving through it and she captured the one moment of that transition moment. I mean hundreds and hundreds of pictures she went through and caught that moment of the transition of moving from victim into victor. Um and and then we did that show and held it here um uh, in Utah. Um and, and I wrote like a story caption for those pieces and um, we're going to be producing that in a book. We had such a great response and so many people that wanted to see it and couldn't get here and said how powerful that was. It was definitely transformative for all of us that were involved and something we may revisit. There was a level of actual I want to be part of that. <laughs> I would love it. That would be great. It was, it's, you know, it's one of those things, you know, when you ask where this is at, you know, so much of this, it just kind of feels like I just get to facilitate and I stand in awe of it a lot of times. Um, this isn't necessarily driven by me. I'm a piece of it, but um, it just kind of feels carried in a lot of ways. Um, and so it's been fun to see how it's transformed. I don't, I'm not sure I could have seen all the things it's developed into initially when I started it. Um, but we are holding um, another warrior photo shoot here in Provo, Utah on September 23rd. And we're also doing a retreat classes on awareness and healing and growth as well to um, help, help us move into that and, and claim that piece. And that is September 23rd. And what is the time? So the retreat starts at 9 a.m. 
Um, and on the Facebook page, we'll have the registration. Um, it's at the Courtyard Marriott in Provo, Utah, which is um, on Freedom Boulevard. So it starts at 9 a.m. and goes till 2 p.m. And then the, um, the photo shoot will be following. And we're providing, we've got um, hair and makeup that we'll be taking care of, and we will have props there. People just need to come across them. And you can do the retreat or the photo shoot or both. The idea is the retreat's going to set you really up well to do that photo shoot, but you can absolutely do both. And, I, and you know, I, I would encourage anybody thinking about it. Um, you know, a lot of times we get nervous about, you know, do we need to, it's just like, oh, gosh, maybe I should wait until my hair looks better or um, I lose five pounds or whatever, and I, and I fight those every time. But um, that is part of us being courageous, is stepping into that anyway, and I'm, I'm telling you it's, it's absolutely life-changing and transformative, and we would love to have anybody that wants to be there. We're trying to create a safe and supportive place to be able to explore this and, and really help women remember help them remember you know what I would love everything I what I want to look and we can talk later about this to collaborate and possibly have you pay you to come down and do something with me with women here locally I would love to do that we'll have to chat about that later I would love it that just, would be awesome just tagging it on to some one of my workshops you know yeah yeah that would be great we would love that absolutely yeah we'll have to talk a little bit more about that and it's good. So gr- oh, it's so great to hear someone use the same exact language I use, going from victim to victor. It's it's a shift, but it's your shift. Uh, mm-hmm. And and I loved also what you said about the goddess within going from sleeping to awaken to warrior. Was that correct? Sleeping, awakened, wandering, and then warrior. Yeah. Wandering. I think that wandering is kind of when we're kind of filling it out and finding our path to that healing, to our way to step into our warrior, um, our warrior goddess. Kind of the unraveling, the uh-huh. unraveling yeah. part. <laughs> oh, yep. my God. Yep. And then there's a lady named, named uh, Glennon, Glennon something. She was on Oprah's Soul Sunday, and she talked about uh-huh. Uh, first the pain, then the rising, first the pain, then the rising. And she said that women were getting so hard on themselves for, you know, I had one job to protect my kids and I had one job to do this and now they're divorced and they're suffering. And she said, listen, what do you want your kids, what traits do you want your kids to have? And the other lady said, kindness, uh, genuine, you know, all of these traits. Well, the way you get those traits is by going through the pain. You can't get those traits without experiencing the pain, and that's not our job. That's not our job description to wear that pain for someone else. They must go through it to be able to, be able to go from victim to victor. Absolutely, yeah. She's she's brilliant. Her, that's Glennon Doyle Melton. Her book, The Love Warrior, yeah. um, or Love Warrior, yeah. It's, yeah, there's some powerful pieces. I love that. I'm so glad you brought her in. There's, yeah, a lot of, that's really perfect, yeah. I love her. I love listening to her stuff. I just read her book. I'm not even kidding. Probably 10 days ago. And I read it. I listened to books and I read it within two days because it was just so up this alley with you and I, what we're talking about. Would you agree? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's a must read for sure. Yeah. I, what, can we go through maybe some, just some quick questions, just quick answers. I want to ask you what's one tip you'd give someone for better health. I'm sorry, say that one more time. What's one tip you would give to someone to improve their health? 
one simple tip. Um, make yourself a priority in that, um, that, that you take care of, um, that you allow yourself for, to do self-care without guilt. Um, guilt is such mm-hmm. a low vibration emotion that as soon as we go into it, it's almost impossible to, to, um, to achieve healing. It, it, yes. it's, it's contradictory. You, you can't heal if you're in guilt. You just can't. I agree. So our show is health, wealth, and fulfillment. That's the three areas that we focus on. Do you have one tip maybe for entrepreneurial women out there that are looking to do something like you? Maybe, maybe just any tip for someone that's listening and may want to do something inspiring or just something they've wanted to do. What kind of tip would you have for them? I would think check, check your beliefs, um, what core beliefs you've picked up as to, A, your ability to do it, and B, if you're, like, deserving it. I, I recognized early on that I had bought into this um, truth that um, because I was a single mom, I should struggle. I should struggle financially because mm-hmm. that's what I'd seen so often. Um, and I had to go back and see where I picked that up and absolutely challenge that and change that distorted thought pattern to open up energetically, even the possibility of me. I, I, I wanted to do more than just survive. I wanted to thrive. And that does come, that, that can be blocked by what we believe about that. And sometimes we're not even aware of that core belief. So absolutely looking at your core beliefs about wealth and success and seeing if you might be blocking it actually without even realizing it. I remember one time very specifically with my health, I remember saying, I'm going to take this victimhood off. And I remember how hard it was because I actually wore a brace for about a year from my neck to my waist. And when I took that off, I was still in pain and I still needed help, but I had to ask for it and I had to let go of that victimhood. And I remember saying, I am taking 100% control of me. Now I feel something happening in the last few weeks. I just got engaged. There's this, this mm-hmm. is just like you said about being single and not having enough money. And I, you know, I'm peeling that layer off again too. So it's just being aware, but I am going through that right now, like peeling that victimhood of, I'm not always poor. I'm not single anymore. I have someone to help, you know, it's, but it's yeah. just being aware, unraveling and then putting on or drawing the line and, and moving forward. Right. Absolutely. Yep. Exactly. We all go through that. I took more time than I was supposed to with you because I was just loving it so much. Thank you. I do <laughs> honor your time. Is there anything no, that I great. missed that you might want to that you might want to bring up? Um, no, I mean just I mean hopefully those resources that that I put out there might resonate with someone and be helpful. Um, I think really um, really the first place I'd say to challenge your beliefs is is your worth um sometimes we have this misconception that we have that worth is something we have to earn um we are absolutely worthy of everything of health of happiness of fulfillment of all the things that you talk about kelly um we're 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 worthy of it and it doesn't have to be earned it's a matter of us becoming aware and claiming that um in this direction it's absolutely ours for the taking Oh, I lost you. You're oh, still there. Are you there? Um, oh, yep, yeah, there you are. Okay. So. Oh, now I lost you, Kelly. Are you there? Kelly? 
Hello. I'm not sure what happened there. Are you there? Are you there? Can you hear? I'm here. Yeah, I don't know what happened. I got disconnected somehow. Yes. Oh, shoot. That's, I got disconnected. Well, I called back in, and I just wanted to remind everyone to go to your website, pursuingperspective.org, to check out the Warrior Project and any of the tools that you have, and that they can also contact you at pursuingperspective at gmail.com. Is that correct? That's correct. Oh, my goodness. Thank you so much for coming on. And we, uh, I'm going to go ahead and sign off the missing pieces, Kelly Carter, creating a, love, a life you love. Thank you, Kelly. Thank you. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.